society, often struggling with the trauma of change, turns away from reality in favor of a more comfortable lie. Denialism comes in many forms, and they often overlap. Denialists draw direct relationships where none exist. Between childhood vaccinations, for example, and the rising incidence of diseases like diabetes, asthma, and autism. They conflate similar but distinct issues and treat them as one, blending the results of different medical studies on the same topic, or confusing a general lack of trust in pharmaceutical companies with opposition to the drugs they manufacture, and even to the very idea of science. Unless data fits neatly into an already formed theory, a denialist doesn't really see it as data at all. That enables him to dismiss even the most compelling evidence as just another point of view. Instead, denialists invoke logical fallacies to buttress unshakable beliefs, which is why, for example, crops created through the use of biotechnology are frankenfoods, and therefore unlike anything in nature. Frankenfoods is an evocative term, and so is genetically modified food but the distinctions they seek to draw are meaningless. All the food we eat, every grain of rice and ear of corn, has been manipulated by man. There is no such thing as food that hasn't been genetically modified. Our ability to cut genes from one organism and paste them into another has transformed agriculture. But it is a change of degree, not of type. Denialists refuse to acknowledge that distinction in part because it's so much simpler to fix blame on a company, an institution, or an idea than to grapple with a more complicated truth, that while scientific progress has brought humanity immense wealth and knowledge, it has also caused global pollution severe enough to threaten the planet. Denialists shun nuance and fear complexity. So instead of asking how science might help resolve our problems, they reject novel strategies even when those strategies are supported by impressive data and powerful consensus. Until I learned about Holocaust deniers, it never occurred to me that a large group could remain willfully ignorant of the most hideous truths. Then, twenty-five years ago, I began to write about people who refused to acknowledge that the human immunodeficiency virus caused AIDS despite what, even then, was an overwhelming accretion of evidence. Holocaust deniers and AIDS denialists are intensely destructive, even homicidal, but they don't represent conventional thought, and they never will. This new kind of denialism is less sinister, but more pervasive than that. My unusual encounter at Harvard came back to me a few years ago, and I started to think about writing this book, I kept putting it off, though. Some of the delay was due simply to procrastination. But there was another, more important reason for my hesitation. I had assumed these nagging glimpses of irrationality were aberrations, tiny pockets of doubt. Authority may be flawed, and science often fails to fulfill its promises. Nonetheless, I was convinced that people would come around to realizing that the scientific method approach— The disciplined and dispassionate search for knowledge has been the crowning intellectual achievement of humanity. I guess I was in my own kind of denial, because even as things got worse, I kept assuring myself that reason would prevail and a book like this would not be necessary. 
Finally, a couple of years ago, I was invited to dinner at the home of a prominent, well-read, and worldly woman. She asked me what I was working on, and I told her that I had become mystified by the fact that so many Americans seemed to question the fundamental truths of science and their value to society. I mentioned as examples anxiety about agricultural biotechnology, opposition to vaccinations, and the growing power of the alternative health movement. She suddenly became animated. It's about time somebody writes the truth about these pharmaceutical companies, she cried. They are evil, making vast sums from lifestyle drugs like Viagra and letting millions die instead of helping them. The government is no better. They are destroying our food supply and poisoning our water. Some years earlier she had been seriously ill, and she explained how she recovered by taking dozens of vitamins every day, a practice she has never abandoned.